things that I've learned and that I'm trying really hard to focus on right now that after quitting my job is that you just never know what what's in store for you when you're traveling the path of what your highest destiny or what your soul wants for you. You are listening to the Spicy Chai Podcast. I'm your host, Maruk Imtiaz, and I'm on a journey to create inspiring, helpful, and meaningful content. This podcast is not going to showcase high-profile individuals spouting hollow advice like find your passion or hustle harder. Instead, my mission is to bring you the voices of people who are just a bit ahead of you, people you can relate to, and the people who will inspire you to put your own voice out there. So grab your cup of spicy chai and let's get this show started. Welcome to the Spicy Chai Podcast for content creators. Today's guest is someone I met in 2017 at the Forefront Conference. She needed a roommate, I needed to save money, and then we went on a Zoom chat. I called it a chat, but she very well knew it was an interview. Three days of the conference later, I realized she's pretty cool. You know, I'd like to hang out more with her. So I reached out and said, hey, would you like to be weekly mastermind buddies? At that time, it was a pretty cool term to say mastermind, but really, I was looking for cooler friends. Ironically, she said yes. So her, myself, and two other people, we formed the Wednesday Wonders. Three years later, we've been meeting weekly on Zoom calls, and I'm proud to call her part of my soul family. So Victoria, she's not just part of my like really close friends group. She's actually really cool. And what I mean by that is she's had the guts to quit her job in the middle of a pandemic while grieving the death of her mom and her 14-year-old dog. And aside from being courageous, what's also really fascinating is she's able to break down extremely complex concepts for me into really simple ones. When she writes, she engages people like no other. When she speaks, even if it's like about spiritual stuff, which we might get into today and might not, and honestly, I don't, I don't really even get it. Even when she speaks about that stuff, she has my attention. So for me, Victoria, you're really cool. I'm so excited to have you and welcome to the podcast. Thank you. I feel like a really cool person now, like after that description you gave about me. <laughs> you are. You are. And honestly, as I said, I, to be very honest, I didn't even I don't even think I did justice to the kind of things you've accomplished so far. So that's where I would like to start. Like, I'd really like to know a bit more about your journey. Um, like, just so everyone can get to know, like, how did you really get into UX? How did you get into copy? What got you into that? And why? Um, so it really goes back to 2004, 2004, 2005. You know, when you're, you're I was a college student and it's, it's funny, I actually had a dream about being in college last night, but I was a college student and I was a math major at the time. Wow. And yeah, I, I love math, but calculus was kind of my limit. And it, and it wasn't that calculus was my limit. I think I could have done pretty well on calculus. Is it me or does everyone else think of the scene from Mean Girls that says, the limit does not exist every time someone says limits? Okay, I guess just me. Anywho, back to the interview. If I had applied myself, but in college, I kind of run into this side of me that doesn't try very hard and then doesn't get results because she doesn't try hard. So, so I quit. So when I, when I run into calculus, I was like, okay, I can't get past this. I got to change my major. And at that time or sometime before that, I had actually taken a cultural anthropology class and I fell in love with it. So I love math, but cultural anthropology, like I really, really loved. And 
I switched my major to anthropology. And then somewhere along the lines, I picked up psychology as my minor. And everybody kept asking me, what are you going to do with this? What are you going to do with this? And I always said, I don't know. Right. But but part of the reason is that there's not a lot of actually UX at the time was probably still a baby. So, I, you know, I still feel like it still somewhat is. Sorry. Continue. Yeah. A, a little bit. You're, you're actually right. Yeah. There's so there's still a lot of people jumping on that UX boat, but I think the market might start getting saturated um, here in a minute, in a minute. But, um, but at that point, like there really, there was really no link that was mainstream between anthropology, psychology, and UX. So fast forward 2015, I was in, you know, I just, I got jobs, you know, like I did what everybody else does. I got jobs. I, I worked in foster care. I worked at the Art Institute of Houston. And then in 2015, I, I went to um, Machu Picchu and I did the Inca Trail. So I didn't just, I didn't just go to Machu Picchu. I did the Inca Trail, which I feel like was life-changing for me. I knew before I went that it was going to change my life. I just didn't know how. And being there, like I really went back to my roots as a cultural anthropologist. Like I was like, oh my God, this is why I love this. This is why I love watching people, et cetera, et cetera. And, and that kind of turned into, um, into me looking into, okay, what can I do with cultural anthropology? And that and, and I ended up looking at some people like I, I, the power in the internet basically led me to this guy who was a UX designer, but he was also going by the title of cultural anthropologist. So that's where the link started. So then I decided to join, um, what's it called? A boot camp. And I graduated with that in 2017. And it's really, it's really interesting because you never know. One of the things that I've learned and that I'm trying really hard to focus on right now that after quitting my job is that you just never know what what's in store for you when you're traveling the path of what your highest destiny or what your soul wants for you. And the only reason I'm saying that is because back then I kept applying to UX jobs. Like, and everybody kept telling me, Oh, you you got a good portfolio. You've got, you got the skills, you got the anthropology background, you know, you'll be fine. But I, and I get the interviews, but I never make it past the interview. And you've interviewed me, so maybe, <laughs> maybe you know why I never made it. But I think you were pretty decent. Not going to lie. You're pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I'm glad I'm decent. Maybe, maybe if I was better. But no, you know what? In, in the end, I ended up realizing that part of the reason I didn't get those jobs was because I was meant to go in a different direction. Because as I, as I was finally making it past the interview stage for a company, like I had applied for this job. And I had been working at the Art Institute for six and a half years at that point. And I was going to the second round of interviews. I had passed the technical test. And my boss at the Art Institute's like, you're coming with me. I'm going to the school to do marketing and you're coming with me. And I was like, okay. So I ended up going with her, even though the other job was more money and it was UX, which I had been trying to get into for like a year or two already. (laughs) So it was one of those decisions that I made because I had a dream about it. So I ended up at this job and I absolutely loved what I did there. It was very much a feeling of, I can't believe they're paying me to do this. Right. And, and that's really the story of it yeah. because, and, and, I, and, and the thing about it is that I got to use my under, like the cultural anthropology because what part of what made me successful there was that I understood the culture of the school. Right. And that I could translate it into uh, visuals. Yeah. And th- that's, what's so incredible, right? You actually really loved your job. And you still decided to quit it because you wanted something more. See, that's the thing. You were frustrated or you're like, this is it. You loved it. You were like, but I want something more. And that's, that's 
like where does that where does that drive come or where where did does that come from of knowing that you're doing something good but you want to go for something better so you need to risk stuff it had to do yes it had to do a lot with i want something better and i think that better for me was the kind of lifestyle i wanted to have so it it really came down to i want to work remotely and what happened is that because of the pandemic we all went remote you know and that's when my mom was given her 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 notice that you got 3 months left to live and it just the pandemic just kind of hit at the right moment because right. it allowed us it allowed all my family like we we all live in different parts we all lived at that point in different parts of the US like my dad was in Minnesota my brother in Mississippi and I was in Houston and the pandemic allowed us all to get together in El Paso Texas um while my mom was still alive and what happened is that I was working remotely during that time because the school went remote anyway so they allowed they my boss said you know what it's not even a question of should you do it it's you need to go do it so right. i moved and i stayed there for a couple months and i really really fell in love with the lifestyle i liked the idea of not having to i just don't believe in the 40 hour work week i've never believed in it um and it also gave me the opportunity to say you know what i'm going to work 3 hours now i'm going to work and then i'm going to take a 2 hour break and then i'll work another 3 hours and then i'll take a break and then i'll finish out my work day and i love the lifestyle and i've always wanted to work remotely i've always dreamed of working remotely so i said once but i was scared to do it right i didn't have a plan i didn't have anything lined up and once my mom passed it was really like what am i scared of you know so i just I said, "Listen, I love my job, but I want to work remotely." And my boss said, "Well, listen, I need somebody here." And I was like, "Well, uh, <laughs> can't do both." So. Yeah, yeah. So like, it was hard. They try to, they try to keep me. They, they really, really try to. Um, that says that speaks volumes, right? Of the yeah. kind of work you were doing. Yeah. God, I was, I was very lucky. Was the fact very- that you got an Apple Watch when you left. Yeah, they, <laughs> they gave me. This is yeah. like this was my parting gift. Well, <laughs> It was it was funny because I was I'd been trying to manifest an Apple Watch. Yes, I remember I, that. Yeah, like I was literally trying to manifest an Apple Watch, and and I just kind of let it go. So and and next and during my goodbye party, they they're like, "Here you go, here's the gift," and I was like, "What?" <laughs> so yeah, this is where your spiritual stuff comes in, really, with the manifestations and stuff. I, and I yeah, I was I was gonna say like you you mentioned. UX a lot for people who really don't know what it is. Do you mind going into some of the basics and really just breaking it down? So, how would I describe UX for somebody who doesn't understand it? Um, what it comes down to. So, let's put it in the sense of applying it for people with websites who did their website, or maybe they paid somebody to make a really pretty website, but they're not seeing any sales on their website. What UX does is it builds a website that is based on the user. So for example, if you are a coach, mm-hmm. then you build a website that is reflective of what the person looking for a coach wants and would pay for or it just basically reflects that mental journey that person goes through as they're looking for a coach and and it gets fed into the design. And that's really what UX design is, is building something that is very, very much reflective of what the person who's going to use it wants and needs. And so that they find it very intuitive. So they're like, oh, this makes sense, you know. 
And I really want to take this opportunity to mention here that Victoria, the one you're hearing on this podcast episode, actually helped me build my website. So if you want to go check it out, check it out at marukimthias.com. And she didn't just help me with the design, the colors and all of that. She actually helped me with the copy. Like, what should I be thinking about? How should I be framing things? How do I get the right answer? So she was in all in all a perfect consultant. And she's so amazing. For everyone listening to this podcast, she's offering a free website audit. So it will the link will be in the show notes. Go to that link and get your free website audit. All right, back to the episode. Right. And how would that translate for content creators? Like for people who are creating TikToks or even Instagram and Facebook, like can UX apply to their lives in any way? Are there things they could do? So there is, so yes, because UX uh, stands for user experience. It's just short for that. So there's user experience design, user experience research, user experience writing. So for example, um, there's a, the user experience writing portion of it, it deals with content and it kind of comes, that's where marketing kind of comes in, you know, this is why it's all the same. And what it does is you, you want to understand, like, for example, one of the things that I'm going to do, I'm going to try to start a blog for my spirituality stuff because I also want to express that. And one of the things that I keep in mind as I'm writing, as I'm planning my content is, number one, understanding what people are looking for, what are people resonating with, what is the journey that people are going through as they... Um, as they start exploring what kind of content to create, but then it also becomes about testing. So the testing part is kind of what you do already, which is this is what's this is what's working, this is what people are what's are resonating with, et cetera, et cetera. Me again, and I just really want to take this opportunity to explain what Victoria meant when she said this is kind of what you are doing. So in the past year, I've been creating videos every day on TikTok, posting them on uh, Instagram as well. And I'm not thinking a lot about it. I'm just creating. I'm just doing. Every time an idea comes to mind, I just take out my camera and I just post. And then every 30 days, I check, okay, what worked well? Which ones were the ones that got more views? What did I do in those videos that got more views? This idea or this framework works really well when you're starting out when you're creating content because guess what? You're not thinking about strategy. You're not thinking about your niche. You're not thinking about anything. You're just creating and you're having a lot of fun in the process because you're not thinking about what you're creating. You're just creating. So I highly recommend this method if you're starting out. Just create one video a day for the next 60 days. And at a 30-day mark, just check what worked, what didn't work, and then create more of those videos. Anywho, back to the interview. Wait, actually, one more point. By doing this, by creating content, you get more clarity because action creates clarity. I don't want you to listen to this and be like, well, I don't really know what to create videos about. When you create more and more videos, the message you want to give to the world will become more clear. All right, now for real, back to the interview. But... The thing to keep in mind is there's also that very important aspect of innovation in which um, you're kind of giving people what they they don't even know they need yet. Is yes, that- yes, yes. That's exactly. There's that example with Ford, um, and what Ford. If 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 he if he would have asked people what do you want back in the day, they would have been like, oh, I just need a better horse or a stronger horse. Instead, he gave them a better car, or you know. So it's it's a matter of innovating, but at the same time making sure the user's needs are met. It's really what it comes down to. What are trying to serve? What are their needs? And again, the people you're trying to serve is also really, really important to keep in mind as you're designing or writing or creating. 
yeah and that comes a lot into like figuring out your niche or your niche right so it's just like okay what kind of person do you want to help when you're creating your content how do you want to help them what needs do they have and that's the big question usually that content creators get or at least for me I'm always being told like make sure you have um, a niche make sure that you know you're talking to someone in particular Um, and from what I'm understanding is what research you talked about is kind of figuring out who that like who that niche and person is but how if someone's just really just going to start off let's say tomorrow you're starting your spiritual blog what is that process? Could you break that down like really step by step? How could you start doing that? You plan to do that? Break so that I'm, so I'm, I've got some people. Um, okay, so this is a good place to start. So you got your competitors, make a list of the people that you follow that are already in the industry. So for me, there's a couple of YouTubers that I found that I'm like, okay, well, I would provide something similar to what they're providing. I can provide similar value. And then what you do is you just compare, you, you observe them and you want to understand what they're, what, need they're fulfilling right and mm-hmm. then you compare that to other competitors that you have and then you find a couple of things number one um what are what are they not offering that you could offer that's mm-hmm. one thing so that's what sets you apart right but another thing that i plan on doing is i gotta go through some a lot of their blog posts and read comments so right comments on youtube are not just for <laughs> eating popcorn and reading and, and being entertained. It's also like really awesome. This is where the anthropology comes in. To me, it's doing digital ethnography because you're looking, you're reading people's comments and you're reading, this is what people are like. If people say, ask questions, then that could be an idea for content that you could create. Right. right. So that would be one place to start. And remind and, me what I'm and no, you're you're absolutely right with the with the the YouTube and the comments and that's that's kind of how you're gonna start your blogging journey. Uh, and what people also say is you can also respond to those comments and like once you kind of have set up you with your competitors, you that's how you kind of gain get engagement on your own page. Mm-hmm. So I really like that you mentioned because it's it's true. Like it is very important to look at what other people are doing. How what are they doing? What are people saying about what they're doing? And you're right. And then it's like what piece is missing? What would would you have liked on their page that they don't have already? And could mm-hmm. you add that to yours? Um, so I like that a lot. And then you talked about, um, you know, this is the first step. Like you're going to look at the competitors. You're going to look at the comments. Uh, that's how you're going to start the research part or the niche finding part. What would be the second step? So you you also mentioned about talking to a specific person. And I think it really helps to create what's called a user persona or or an avatar. avatar. And a user persona. What, yeah. And the the professional term or technical term is user persona, but it's also like it's also known on the marketing gurus as client ideal client avatar. And really what it is, it's just um a little bit of a you coming up with the story about this person, you you grab a picture of the internet of what you think they look like, you explain what they like. But this comes from understanding the people you're serving. This comes the document comes from reading all those documents, reading sorry, all those um comments on the internet and and reading what are people saying and you're kind of condensing that into a profile if you will so that you can have that and and what what's encouraged of you is that you print it so you have it in front of you when you're creating content so that you know this is who i'm talking to so now you've got your user persona then it just becomes about creating and testing right so what's what's getting traction what's not getting traction and just going from there i 
I really like the concept of a user persona or like your ideal client. But for can you give us a bit more into what kind of questions? Let's say I'm printing out a sheet. I want to create a user persona. I'm starting off a blog in a few weeks. I'm going to search my competitors. Uh, and then I'm going to look at, read all the comments. Uh, and then let's say I'm starting my user persona sheet. What are, let's say, five questions that I would like to answer on that user persona sheet just to get started on that process? Um, that's a that's an interesting question because really the only way I can answer that mm-hmm. is by telling you that you need to understand the person. And a lot of times understanding that person comes from having conversations with them. So I would actually encourage you to know what to ask. I would encourage you to go talk to five, actually five is probably not enough. I'd say seven to 10 people Okay, that would be your ideal client. Mm-hmm. And to have actual conversations with them, say, and obviously right now, the, the take them out to coffee doesn't work, but mm-hmm. you could take them out to virtual coffee. So, and the idea is to just ask them to tell you about themselves and their journey and start with doing, why do you do what you do? Or why are you interested in this? And those are general questions. And the reason those you start with those is because then you can dig deeper, right? Because once you start talking to all these people, you're going to notice patterns, and once you notice patterns, then you've got your questions, your five questions that you can ask somebody that would make that user persona. So it's not necessary that it's not necessarily that you have five specific questions that you can ask right now. It's that you come up with those and those questions or the answers to those questions by talking to people and seeing the patterns of what they're telling you. Right. And so, yeah, definitely. Like it's just trying to first understanding what kind of people you want to reach out to and then start creating content. So this is where my next question would come in is uh, where do, how do people know how, how important is this part before you actually start creating, you know, cause you mentioned at the beginning too, like there's part of it is where you are doing the research and there's part of it where you are experimenting. So it's someone who's just like starting off creating a blog like yourself or like for me who just started off TikTok six months ago, do I, like for someone starting, let's say in two weeks, should they f- invest time doing this research or do they just start creating and then doing the side by side? Like, do you think there's some significance to doing this beforehand uh, or is it okay to do it side by side too? Or is it okay to do it six months later t- as well? Like, what are your thoughts around that? This is where we will end part one of the interview. In the show notes, you will have the link to part two. And make sure to get your free website audit link below in show notes. Hey, you. Thanks for listening to Spicy Chai. I really appreciate it. And to make sure you never miss an episode, subscribe to the podcast, The Obvious. And if you want to learn more, head over to marukimthias.com. And until next time, my friend, hit the record button or, you know, the publish. Lots of love from your favorite. You got this beautiful.